you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 127. What's up, Neil? What's going on, man? I've got an interesting bourbon selection tonight, man. Uh, I know. I've never seen the bottle, dude. What yeah, is this? I'll what, tell what you about got? that, but first I want to introduce our guest. We have Red and Jay from Reverie with us. What's up, guys? What's up? And man, I, I just got to admit it up front, Red and Jay. For some reason, I have trouble saying Revelry. Revelry? You have <laughs> trouble with it? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> It like something gets tangled up in my mouth. Really? Yeah. Revelry. Yeah, a lot of people can't spell it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna get better at it as we go. I'm sitting here trying to spell it in my head without looking at your hat right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I noticed on a hat, I like the slogan, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's perfect for your all's music. No we'll, doubt. We'll get into that real soon. But man, we're gonna kneel. We're gonna have something. I accidentally ran into this bottle. It's called Pinhook. You guys ever heard of Pinhook bourbon? Mm-mm, not yet. All right. So it's called Pinhook, and I got back and looked at it, and I didn't know which one I bought, but I ended up getting it's it's the uh, it's called the Store Selected Vertical Series. These two guys bought, I think, fifteen hundred barrels of bourbon in two thousand nineteen. And then that year, they released it at four years old, 2020, five years old, 2021, six years old, and this one's seven years old. And they're going to keep doing that for nine years till they get up to 12 years old. So uh, I guess okay. so like if you have every bottle, you can compare how it ages. All right. I don't have any of those bottles, but we got this one. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys, I see the Miller hat. So, you, you know, rock and roll boys joining us with some beer, right? Miller's Light? Yeah. Miller time always. Uh, Miller? <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Man. Well, cheers, guys, man. Cheers. We're, we're glad Thank you're here. Thank you, guys. Cheers. That was a pretty aggressive uh, I cheers. I almost broke there. your glass, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, Neil, I got to tell you too, man. We had to be careful because this is 116 proof. No way. Yeah. Ooh, shit. That's crazy good. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. We're going to jump right Ooh. in. We're going to find out the origins of revelry. Look, I'm already getting better at that revelry. Hey, that was perfect. Revelry, hell yeah. yeah hell yeah. All right, right on, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, why don't you guys tell us uh, where it all started and how you got to this point where you are today? Me and Red, uh, we had our own uh, little project going, the Redbird Project. Ooh. We played at this one show uh, somewhere in Murfreesboro, pretty local. And uh, 
these two guys came out and they was known as uh their uh, little thing they had going was called the king and the rebel and uh anyways they came and saw us and uh one of them was like hey man you want to take a hit of jack before you go on and i was like hell yeah i do and they, <laughs> uh, we just kind of vibed and whatnot and we talked after the show and they was like hey y'all want to like come over and jam sometime i was like hell yeah we do and so <laughs> i mean it's it's pretty much that simple i mean it's it's like and you all didn't know them before that bottle of jack huh no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it, it you know it wasn't like a craigslist thing it wasn't like a uh you know whatever it's real organic how we came about that's cool. And when was that? Uh, that was about nineteen, twenty nineteen. Yeah, like okay, it was like fall, I guess. So we're just about three years old. So yeah, relatively new new group here. Yeah, yeah. How about you two? How about Red and Jay? How, how far uh, you yeah, guys go how, back? How did the Redbird project come about? Well, we've been playing together for. Close to 15 years now. We're both... No kidding. Yeah, we're both 26, and we we both started playing guitar when we were like 12 or 13, so as long as we've been playing, we've been playing together. Okay, so y'all are childhood friends then. Yeah, yeah, we grew up together. <laughs> like grew up on the same street or something? Uh, same town, same school. In Murfreesboro? Uh, we're actually from Fayetteville, Tennessee. Where is that? That's like, uh, it's south of Lynchburg, where they make okay. Daniels. It's really close to Alabama. But we grew up down there, came up here about five years ago, something like that, trying to get closer to the music. Not a lot of music where we came from, so. Well, I guess we need to just really kind of start there, because that's where we generally start the podcast. And since you guys grew up close, uh, in close proximity in a in a small town, what, what, uh, just kind of tell us, go back a little bit to your childhood. Tell us a little bit about what you were listening to that got you kind of where you are now. Because you, you know, you got, I listened, I'm sure Brad listened oh, as yeah. much as I did. But man, like, I love the style of music that you guys create. It's very, very, uh, it's honestly, when I was listening to it after I got done, I was like, man, I wish this is what was on the radio, mm. like country radio. I wish this is what it sounded like, that it was more authentic, yeah. if that makes sense. Because it, it, it's got that Southern rock vibe, but with the oh, yeah. with the country uh, overtone and, and a lot of country lyrics. And uh, so it's just a like the perfect combination of, of a, what I would consider to be a, like a new genre of... Uh, Maybe Southern Rock, maybe country, but it's just like, it's what I wish I, when I turned on the radio and it was the music that I wish I was listening to, I wish that yeah. was what was on. Right. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate um, it. No, man. You want to talk Thank y'all. Influences for a little. Uh, so, Red used to come over to my house quite a bit and, uh, like, uh, we both got our guitars around the same time and I remember I got this Credence Clearwater Revival uh, CD is like the greatest hits and got that at a yard sale. And the only thing I had to play it through was a uh, DVD. Player. So uh, 
So we immediately started working on that. And, uh, of course, we grew up with Credence and Leonard Skinner and ACDC, Led Zeppelin, all that. Everything our parents listened to, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, they, they're they the ones that exposed us to good music. So. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Props to them. Yeah, you can still see that and all, all, all that you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah. Talked about that. Uh, he talked about, you know, Southern rock and... You know, a little bit of sprinkling some country, and then you know you get that swamp rock feel. You don't get a lot of groups that do what you guys are doing, do it uh, authentically, and do it well. And and yeah, that's that's like I said, man. When I was listening today, that's what came through to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're sorry. Let's go back to about you know 11 years old. It sounds like you're getting ready to get a. You know, you guys are getting ready to get guitars. Um, CCR is what you break down. That's the first thing that you guys really kind of attack. Quick sidebar, man. I saw Fogarty in, uh, a couple of years ago at Bourbon Beyond. And, and it was he said just, he stole the show. Stole the show, man. I, I went to watch yeah. uh, Foo Fighters. I was all about seeing the Foo Fighters live. I had, I'd never seen them live. Thank God I got to see them uh, before Taylor passed away. I think, it was, I think uh, Fogarty was 75 and he was amazing. <laughs> like Amazing. It was it was one of the better concerts I've seen, and uh, for, to be in a festival setting like that, absolutely killed it. Hell yeah, yeah. He's he's certainly one of my personal heroes. Like yeah, yeah. His kids were great too, man. <laughs> so was it just a happy coincidence that you guys both got uh, instruments at around the same time, or was this something yeah, you guys uh, were planning or asked for, or what? How that how that happened? Or maybe like three to six months before I did, or something like that, and. Every time I went over to his house, I was just constantly playing his guitar. And uh, I think my parents took notice of that. And we saw one at this uh, auction a few months later, and they got that for me and never stopped playing. So, <laughs> so did, were you guys uh, lesson? Did you take lessons or did you just attack yeah, it and go I with it? Listen to those albums over and over and learned them by ear. Yeah, we was like pool balls just bouncing off each other. Yeah. Oh man, I could imagine that that would uh, help you get better quick to have somebody else to kind of mirror and, and yeah, push. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, do you guys push each other to get better constantly? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough when you have like it's it's such a fun challenge having like two lead guitars in, a, in one band because it pushes each of us to uh, find our own groove and our own voice without stepping on each other's toes. Um, I think you can hear that in some of the music. When you grow up playing as much as you do together, almost uh, exclusively together, it, it seems like, you know, considering you guys have been together, maybe not exclusively, maybe you broke off, played with other people at certain amounts of time, but do you develop your own style of playing or do you guys have uh, a very intermixed style that you both kind of play. Do you do you know what I mean? Do you guys do things differently? Uh, when people hear you all play, maybe maybe you guys don't notice it, but when people hear you all play, do they think? Do you think they go, "Oh, that's Jay," or "Oh, that's Red"? That's like that's our like goal. I would say, yeah, is <laughs> like our our two playing styles are like different enough to be like distinguishable, um, which is something that we always work on becoming like more unique from each other, but also like complement each other. Um, mm-hmm. There, 
things that he does that I don't do, and there are things that I do that he doesn't do. And he's uh, he's our slide guy, Jay Slides. He uh, anytime you hear some slide on a track, that's him. <laughs> I love that slide on oh, yeah, dirty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys probably at this point, I'm sure you probably can't anticipate what each other are going to do. You know, before it even happens at this point. After visual communication is a huge thing too. Oh yeah, we got three new songs that we just started working on uh, like two days ago. And it it's crazy how it all comes together. But mm-hmm. like me and Red, it's just like telepathically, we're just like, yeah, yeah th- it this is, is almost telepathic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how did that kind of start forming when you guys, who was the first one to kind of go, hey, dude, check this out. I got, it was, did it, was it all based around, um, music first. Hey, check out this lick I got, or check out this uh, riff. I, you know, this riff, or check out this progression. Before there was ever any lyrics involved or anything like that, was it always? Did it start with, you know, licks and the hey, check this out type of deal? It's different every time. Really, it, it's different every time. I, I can think of one time where that happened uh, with me, um, and that was with Woman, mm-hmm. and uh, I had that you know the opening thing for it and throughout the song I was just like hey dudes check this shit out you know <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's good when that happens right <laughs> I mean sometimes <laughs> yeah I mean you know it's when cool, you right? tell everybody else stop everybody's got to check this shit out yeah if somebody shows up to practice with a riff and then Zach automatically starts singing it's just I love when we write like that Cause it's oh yeah, we're just, we're just jamming. We don't know that we're writing a song every time. Yeah, <laughs> but when it turns into something you can record and release, it's badass. <laughs> were, were you all writing prior to this the band being formed in 2019, or was this something that, like, when you guys were the the Redbird Project, did you guys have original music? Yeah, I wrote. I've I've been writing for several years now. I mean, we've been coming up with just little riff ideas for years before that. Uh, I mean, as soon as you start playing guitar, you're like in search of like that riff that you can create. Mm-hmm. Like, what's something new I can do? And then you realize there's nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many notes on there. But <laughs> you can figure something out. That as weird cool. as you can put them together. <laughs> <laughs> At what age did you, you guys start performing? Oh, shit. It was like uh, a month after we started playing guitar. Really. Yeah, me and <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. We played our like eighth grade talent show like a couple no months kidding. after we started playing guitar. <laughs> no bass, no drums, Nothing. two no electric vocals, guitar. Two electric <laughs> what did y'all play? What song did they you play? Yeah. Sultan of Swing. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I mean, it, it's uh, back to the beginning kind of. Uh, we went with a Credence song, did Up Around the Okay. Line. That was, I guess, when we got bit by the performing bug. <laughs> once, once you get that first uh, uh, bit of, of, you know, audience uh, response, yeah, that yeah. response, it's it's hard, especially yeah. when you're what you're thirteen years old. <laughs> so it must have been a good response then, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, dude, eighth grade, nobody has the nuts to play uh, live instruments for the most part. Hell no, no, not in front of the <laughs> classmates and all that. No. I think no. my eighth grade talent show, I think everybody was playing air guitar. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't uh and I don't, singing. I don't remember any talent shows in middle school, but I remember doing uh 
off to the principal's office we go by Young MC. Uh, 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 Did you dance? Lip sync and dance. Yeah, dude. I was <laughs> oh, all gotta, over the stage. We got to find that video. Oh, man. There wasn't no video back then. Are you kidding me? There's barely VHS and that was a hassle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have video of that first performance in eighth grade? I guarantee my dad's got a VHS tape of it somewhere. <laughs> Uh, you guys are going to go pull that out this yeah. weekend, I bet. He had the big the camcorder on his shoulder. Oh, That's yeah. what's up. <laughs> <laughs> we had one of those camcorders, and the uh, the viewer went out of it. So you had to guess what you were filming. So you, know, you, never really, you never really knew what you were getting. Oh, I hope yeah. for the best. <laughs> people, people put filters on their phone now to have uh, amazing video quality like those old camcorders oh, now. <laughs> Well, we've already mentioned a couple songs. Let's uh, let's play a song. Let's start with, uh, we talked about that slide guitar. Let's talk about Dirty. Tell us about that, and then we'll listen to it. Killer tune. So Dirty was kind of Zach's baby before uh, we formed the band. He had had that, he had that written when they were doing King and the Rebel, actually. Um, and his, uh, his famous story for that one is he was going to pick up Dane from school or something, and uh, he was listening to Shania Twain. Whose bed have your boots been under? And uh, he thought it would be cool to flip that from the male perspective, and that's what inspired the first lines of "Dirty." Is you oh yeah under my bed? That's cool. Uh, so he brought that one to us when we started jamming. It was just something we wanted to try, and uh, Jay threw his slide on, and we knew that was going to be the first song we recorded. It's has a killer reaction every time we play it out. It's kind of like a cult favorite of our. It, it, it gives you one of these, uh, it makes you do the stink face, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah Listen you, to that. You to get the stink face. <laughs> All right, let's good. check it out. Try to make the best of this up for Cause baby I'm down 
song there man it's, it's just like, it's better it's it's <laughs> what you should hear on the radio instead of the shit that we hear on the radio oh, man. Yeah. I, can't, I don't even i can't even listen to wamz around here <laughs> but they could be a sponsor of the top field podcast <laughs> if they would like not now i gonna do it my bad <laughs> edit that out <laughs> so you guys are are you guys in tennessee right now because you're touring right yeah are we're you? on right now we've uh okay. Jay and I actually just moved into a new place with our, our girlfriends, and uh, we've been in the process of unpacking for like two weeks. So. But we're living in Tennessee still, and we're all based here. We don't go out on the road for a couple more days. Okay, so you're between shows now? Or? Yeah. 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 We got weekends lined up for probably the next month, and we'll just be going out and hitting those little one-night stands, two-night stands, and Georgia, Alabama. Uh, I think we're going up to Detroit. You guys coming back to Louisville? I know you were here in Louisville in June, right? Oh, we, plan yeah. on it. <laughs> I think we're coming to we're coming to Bowling Green next month. I think I don't know about Louisville. Hey, were you guys here in June? Uh, did you guys play the the Zanzibar in June? Oh, yeah, yeah, we played up there with Dusty Bow. Um, yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's right. You know why we weren't there? We had a podcast that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a Thursday. I think it was a Thursday night or something. I remember. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? So how did you guys connect with Dusty? Uh, That's a good question, really. I think that was through, I think our uh, manager introduced us to him um, and helped us get on that bill with him. Um, Dusty's good people. He's super talented, super sweet yeah. guy. Um, yeah, dude. He's he was, one of the nicest. Yeah, great performer. Lots of fun to watch. Just a kick-ass dude all around, really. I hate we missed that, man. Yeah, I do too. We need to look at our calendar before we schedule a podcast two months out. <laughs> and I tell you, next time you guys do get in the area and, and, and have a little time, man, we would love to get you here in the studio so we could film some uh, some one-shot, one-mic, one-song videos. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we'd be all about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, since we mentioned the road a little bit, what does that look like for you guys? Is it... Uh, is it a pretty regional right now? Uh, I mean, anybody that'll have us that can uh, just uh, help us break even or come home with a little bit of money, then you know, we'll go play there. Yeah. Um, we've been to Cincinnati. We've been to New Orleans this year. We've been Kansas City. Kansas City. We've been out to, the, uh, to Myrtle Beach. That's as far east as we've been. Indianapolis. We've been, been to some places that we ain't never seen before. When you're doing that right now, so is, is a lot of the, is it a lot of first time towns for you guys? Oh yeah, yeah. About once a month, it seems like we're going somewhere we've never been before. So that's always 
Uh, that has to be amazing. Uh, just, you know, it's also it's awesome to repeat yeah. just to kind of, you know, see if your audience is growing and what, what's happening. But I can imagine even more so getting a new place and spreading out and, and being able to kind of, you know, generate more of a fan base just by what music is all about, live performances and yeah. seeing the real deal and getting... And, uh, you know, what has that been like uh, on the road? Uh, are, are people coming out in droves right now? I mean, does it seem like uh, uh, people are more amped to get out and see live music right now? That also varies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just depending on where you're at. We've played some barn burners and we've played some stinkers, you know? Yeah. It's uh, when you're playing bar, especially it's luck of the draw. Um, it's different sometimes if you're playing like a, you know, a ticketed show with another band, you know, you're going to have a certain draw because people are coming to see that show. But if you're playing in a honky tonk or a bar in some town, you don't ever know if there's going to be 500 people come in that night or 15 people come in that night. You know, it's different every time, but that's kind of what keeps it exciting for now. Yeah. Does it tend to be more ideal, um, say like on the show with Dusty, to to have somewhere that you don't have to necessarily be the main draw of the bill right now, just especially if you're coming into a new town, is it always, do you have a, is that something that you look for or that you have somebody looking for an act that's close that, that they know will suit up with you guys and that you all can do a show together um, that is based more so in that city. Makes me feel a little more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's when you, you go into a new town, like when we we played in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, like last year, I guess, and it really ain't that far from where me and Jay grew up. Um, we played down there with Them Dirty Roses. Oh, okay. Uh, they're from uh, Gadsden, I believe, um, Alabama. So, Going somewhere where you know there's going to be a solid draw for the other band is uh, comforting because you know that there's going to be at least those people there. Whether or not anybody comes to see us, there's going to be people there to see them because they're from there. Mm -hmm. That's a chance to uh, make some new fans. Yeah, and especially if they're styling-wise, you guys line up uh, musically. Well, it makes so much more sense. And I don't know if like, I don't know if people do runs anymore to where, you know, you say you guys go on an Alabama run with those guys and and, uh, and then in turn they come back to to Tennessee and do a small run with you guys and kind of see what... I don't know if... Uh, is that something that people do anymore? Yeah. Now and then. Because it seems like anymore, uh, you know, that there's room for everybody. There's, there's room for... You just need your audience. And... Um, Everybody has has the ability to to grow and gain an audience these days. So it seems like a lot more people uh, give that support. Like Dusty, for example, you guys know Dusty. He's a huge supporter of us and has helped helped us in a million different ways and introduced us to a ton of different people. And you know, it's just uh, when you have those those type of communities. I don't know what it looks like down there in Murfreesboro, but like in Louisville, it's starting to get starting to get where everybody is is kind of rooting each other on and trying to build each other's fan base and build each other up and do those things. Well, that's how we made this connection here. I mean, Dusty yeah. was like, hey, you need, these, these boys are badass. You need to have them on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, appreciate it, Dusty. Yeah, he was right, man. So you guys, uh, these these tracks we're listening to, 
you guys just released these not too long ago, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Woman and Edge of the Bed were our last two, our two most recent releases. Yeah. And Edge of the Bed was the most recent. When was that released? June 24th, I think. Oh, God. Just, just released, huh? Was, no doubt. She's a baby still. Just a couple weeks old. Yeah. No kidding. Tell us a little bit about that one. We'll check that one out. So, uh, we was, it was one of our first times being down in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. We was there for three nights, I believe, two or three nights. And I remember uh, we had two uh, motel rooms. It, it was a really rough area to be in. And uh, it's a good old smoking motel, yeah. Good old smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. ashtrays in the room, huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and so, like, uh, we kept our front doors open so we could walk in and out of uh, each other's like rooms we had. And uh, one room there was uh, where all the beer and drinks were stored, and then the other room was like where we had the acoustic guitars and stuff out. And uh, Zach. He was out there, or he was in one of the rooms, and he was just kind of freestyling some shit, you know. And uh, he came up with Edge of the Bed, and we worked on it for about an hour or two until we blacked out that night. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, we uh, it, it was kind of a, uh, like, people start, hadn't started filling in yet until the place was playing. And so it was like, well, you want to work on that one? So so we immediately, yeah, the night or the day after that, we played it out live. And Is that no, right? <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> so for, all right, from that day that you all played it live, has it changed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come a long way, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, another question about playing as much live music as you do. With it, and then we'll play the song. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to jump on it. How much better have you guys gotten in just the amount of time that y'all been able to get out and play road gigs and do that stuff? Significantly better. <laughs> That's awesome. Edge of the bed. Here we go. Sitting on the edge of the bed, black label, put a hammer in my head, trying to piece together what I did. Could you point me to the stage? Ooh, it's 
sound yeah. like classic hits already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song, man. That's a great song. Yeah, that is. I, I like the story better than the song. Yeah, around, it had a though. great story just, behind it, man. Just playing it the next day. So like, ah, screw it. Let's yeah, do it. You guys need to make sure everybody knows that story. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you guys trying to put the lyrics back together the next day. Hopefully you wrote them down. After. Trying to, trying to uh, what was it? Trying to add like four solos. <laughs> yeah, just jam it out as Zach loses the words. Just... <laughs> You've mentioned a few names with the other guys, but uh, who makes up Revelry? Well, me and Jay on guitar, Zach Montgomery uh, is our lead singer, and uh, Dane Lovern, our bass player, and uh, Cruz Blanqui is our uh, our drummer. Dane and Zach uh, pretty much grew up together. Well, didn't grow up together, but they were, uh, I think they met out of high school. And that's who, that's who you guys met that's over the, the bottle of Jack Daniels, yeah, right? King and the Rebel. That we met. Yeah. Like, which one was the king and which one was the rebel? Uh, I guess you'd have to ask them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then where did you pick up uh, the drummer? What What's his name? Cruz. Yeah, where'd you pick Cruz up? This is our drummer. We, uh, Dane knew him. Uh, previously, as they say, through a mutual friend, through a mutual, friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but he knew him. Um, we played with another drummer for a little while and uh, we decided to go our separate ways. And um, Dane hit up Cruz, and uh, luckily he was all in, ready to, ready to come play with us and hit the road and hit the studio. And uh, we're stoked to have him. He's he. He hits the shit out of them drums. Rolling. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, where did you guys uh, record these songs? Uh, Woman and Edge of the Bed, we recorded with Jay Took. At Pentaveret Studios in uh, Berry Hill. Nash- it's in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jay was uh, a member of the Steelwoods. He was their drummer. We met him one night when we played... Uh, there's a local like showcase downtown or midtown Nashville, which is kind of like a big deal around here. It's called Whiskey Jam. Uh, and we we played Whiskey Jam a few times now. And uh, we met Jay one night there. And he uh, he really wanted to get us in the studio and uh, took us down there and showed us his spot. And we went down there and cut those two with him. They sound great. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. sound amazing. So our uh, our listeners that want to follow you guys a little more closely and get to know your music better, where they find you on the on the socials and find your music and all that sort of thing. Well, uh, Instagram is uh, Revelry underscore Hell Yeah, Hell Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I believe uh, Facebook it's just Revelry, and uh, it's got our picture there. It's that's about all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Working on TikTok too. There's a lot of competition with uh, dancing teenagers on there, but yeah, oh, yeah. Or just yeah. make sure you put the lyrics on the video, man. Yeah, I've tried TikTok several times. I've given up. Don't give up, buddy. Don't <laughs> give up. It's, you never know what's gonna hit and what's gonna flop, but you know we're gonna tap in our own lyrics, not let the AI do it. <laughs> we 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 obviously know it's gonna flop because nothing we've ever done's done anything <laughs> on there. So we we nail flopping. <laughs> so where can people get your music? All the usual places. All the familiar places. Yeah, yep, the usual places. suspects. 
Apple Music. Spotify has got them all right now. I checked them all out today. Oh, that's yep. So uh, we're going to go out with Woman. Tell us about that. This was Jay's uh, initial creation. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I was in the garage one night uh, at the house, and I was playing. I was playing it down-tuned uh, other than what you hear it now. I was just out there playing to that, and I, I record everything on voice memo. And uh, I do that with all of our practices, all of our jams, everything, just so. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. And uh, something with that one stuck with me. And I came to practice one day, and we were setting up all the cables and microphones and all that. Anyways, I just started playing it, and Zach looked at me and said, did you just make that up, or is that something else? I said, as far as I know, I made it up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I had the structure laid out and everything for it. Um, I knew what went where, or what I had envisioned what went where. And... Uh, uh, Zach just, I, I also showed him a title. Uh, it was Wicked Woman at first, and he wrote it down in a notebook, and he's actually got that notebook somewhere where it says that. But uh, we uh, just started working on it, and he threw together lyrics to it, and it was just probably about five to ten minutes we had that whole thing down. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah another, That's when you know it's going to be. Yeah, it's another good one. <laughs> man we appreciate you guys uh talking with us for a while and uh yeah thanks for having us like next time you guys are, are close to us here in louisville definitely uh let us know so we can get you in here and do some one-shot videos Absolutely. oh yeah i think they'd be uh they'd, oh, that'd be, they'd awesome. be bad yeah oh, that'd be amazing yeah all right man here we are we're going out with woman thanks again guys thank you fellas thanks guys Mama, I 